It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. And when government gets bigger, the individual gets smaller. The latest in politics and world affairs. For thee, but not for me. And I agree that we got to change that. Today's current opinions and ideas. If, in fact, you are working for the man, it's a new form of slavery. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. Welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose. Today's Drive for Excellence, take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment in history. Thank you to the team. That's producer Joe, producer Rachel, and Luke, Nicole, Zach, Echo, Charlie, all the people here in Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Hump Day. Happy Wednesday, producer Joe. Happy Wednesday, Kim. And it is Wednesday, so that means it's Wings Day at Hooters Restaurants. And Hooters Restaurants has five locations. That's Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs. They have specials for lunch uh, Monday through Friday. But again, Wings Day is Wednesday. You buy 20 wings, you get an additional 10 for free. And uh, when the girls come over on Wednesdays, we partake in the to-go a Wednesday special, but this story regarding how I got to know Hooters restaurants stemmed from back when I was on city council 2012 to 2016. And it stems from interested parties and politicians and bureaucrats trying to wield their power over everyday people who just wanted to compete in the free market and uh, go after their hopes and dreams, pursue their potential at profits, their potential at uh, making a living. And because some people might not like what other people do, uh, there was interested parties that were trying to exert pressure on PBIs, those politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties, to uh, not approve a liquor license. Now, certainly from a libertarian standpoint, uh, I don't think that we should have all this licensing uh, here in America, because those that license, those that grant licenses, can take licenses away. And this was certainly pre-COVID, but that's what we saw during COVID, is those that grant licenses, they could determine which businesses were essential and which weren't. And so inherently, this whole story about how I got to know Hooters Restaurants is a very, very important story. So you can find that at my website. That is as at KimMunson.com. You click on the uh, Sponsors tab, the Hooters tab, and everything is right there. But it really makes us ask these questions about what is the proper role of government. So again, Hooters Restaurants has been a great sponsor of the show for quite some time. Let's get over here to the first thing that we'll do, and that is our word of the day. And the word is hypocrisy, and it is a noun. And it is the practice of professing beliefs, feelings, or virtues that one does not hold or possess, so falseness, an act or instance of such falseness, and dissimulation of one's real character or belief, especially a false assumption of piety or virtue. A feigning to be better than one is, the action or character of a hypocrite. And uh, to use the word hypocrisy in a sentence, uh, we'll talk a bit more about this with both uh, Bob Boswell and Trent Luce. 
But as many of you may know by now, Kamala Harris, her Thanksgiving tweet that she sent out all lovey-dovey, you know, in the oven, or not in the oven, in the kitchen <laughs> uh, with uh, her husband. Uh, and right behind them is a gas-powered cooking range which is the thing that the Biden Democrat administration says that they want to outlaw, that they want to prevent for the rest of us. And so using in a sentence hypocrisy, Kamala Harris. And there you have it. Uh, our quote for the show, I went to Nathaniel Hawthorne. He was born in 1804. He died in 1864. He was an American novelist and short story writer who was a master of the allegorical and symbolic tale. One of the greatest fiction writers in American literature. He's best known for The Scarlet Letter and The House of Seven Gables. And this is what he said. He said, no man for any considerable period can wear one face to himself and another to the multitude without finally getting bewildered as to which may be true. And uh, I, we can see that across the American political spectrum right now. Uh, let's see. Let's go to this day in history. And then I've got a bunch of headlines as well. I did want to say thank you to uh, the Harris family for their sponsorship of the show. And then also to uh, Laramie Oil and Gas and Karis, or excuse me, Laramie Energy and Karis Oil and Gas for their goal sponsorship of the show as well. My friends, it has been reliable, efficient, affordable, and abundant energy that has been provided to us by naturally occurring oil and gas, which has allowed everyday people to heat our homes, fuel our cars, power our lives, and the power, you know, our, our, our uh, prosperity. This is so under attack. And that is why the film, the documentary, A Climate Conversation, is so important. And Climate Conversation is the brainchild of my friend, uh, Walt Johnson. He is a geophysicist. And he said, we need to speak truth uh, into this issue, not in ranting and rhetoric. And, and uh, you know, we've, we've seen kind of this back and forth between the sides of, um, let's say, almost kind of but real questions that real people have. And so hence a climate conversation. And uh, it is being shown somewhat regularly on Newsmax as well. On Saturday, I received uh, a text message from one of my colleagues and said, hey, it's on Newsmax right now. But you can actually view the um, documentary for free at aclimateconversation.com. That is aclimateconversation.com. So be sure and check that out there. So let's go through this day in history. First of all, in the year 526, they didn't keep great records back then, but a possible date for the Antioch earthquake in present-day Syria, which was then part of the Byzantine Empire, they think it killed around 200,000 people. In 1349, again, I, this is unbelievable. I don't. I looked to this website of this day in history. We know that there has been massacres of different people throughout history, but it tends to pull out some of these different massacres throughout the centuries of uh, Jews. And so in 1349, it says the Jews of Augsburg, Germany, were massacred. Uh, 1775, I, I said, I'm like, I want to know, how do they know? Because in 1775, Sir James Jay invents invisible ink. 
again, how did they know? 1812, Napoleon's Grand Army crosses the Berezina River in retreat from Russia. And just a comment on uh, this last weekend or so, the movie about Napoleon was released. Apparently, as Susan said, it's really long, um, and apparently it's not that well done. Uh, the results have been very dismal, big budget, not many people going to see it. Um, but it may be because we are, of course, we had the writer's strike, but we're not teaching our kids to think like we used to uh, in our education system. So um, anyway, that was uh, that happened just recently. 1863 and 1864, this is during the Civil War. First of all, at the Battle of Fort Sanders in Tennessee in 1863, the Confederate troops fail to break through the Union defenses. There's eight to 900 casualties. 1864, it's the fourth and the last day of the skirmishes at Waynesboro, Georgia. 1864, the Battle of Spring Hill, Tennessee, Tom, Thomason Station. The Confederate attack on Union forces fails. In 1870, compulsory education is proclaimed in England. In 1877, U.S. inventor Thomas Edison demonstrates his hand-cranked phonograph for the first time. In 1887, the U.S. receives rights to Pearl Harbor on Oahu, Hawaii. 1901, the East 182nd Street in Bronx, the Bronx in New York, is paved and opened. In 1910, the first U.S. patent for inventing the traffic light system is issued to Ernest Serene. Uh, 1929, American aviator Richard E. Byrd sends, My calculations indicate that we have reached the vicinity of the South Pole. 1943, during World War II, U.S. aircraft carrier the Hornet is launched. In 1947, the U.N. General Assembly votes to allow the partition of Palestine between Arabs and Jews. In 1947, anti-Jewish riots in Aleppo erupt after the U.N. votes to partition Palestine with the cost of 75 lives and the disappearance of the medieval manuscript, manuscript the Aleppo Codex. In 1952, this would be uh, during the Korean War, U.S. President-elect Eisenhower visits Korea to assess the war. In 1953, so 70 years ago, is that right? American Airlines begins the first regular commercial New York, L.A. air service. Can you believe what's happened in just this short period of time? In 1963, uh, this was shortly after uh, John F. Kennedy was assassinated, uh, U.S. President LBJ sets up the Warren Commission to investigate the assassination of U.S. President John F. Kennedy. Now, this is a big deal for all my Catholic friends. In 1964, the Roman Catholic Church in the United States replaces Latin with English. And this is still a big discussion. I see all my Catholic friends talking about that. This is something. 1965... Dale Cummings does 14,118 consecutive sit-ups. That guy probably has some abs. What do you think? 
1995, U.S. President Bill Clinton lifts the ban on exports of oil from the Alaskan Northern Slope. The ban was imposed after the oil embargo by Arab oil producers in 1973. It's like, you wonder why we ever agreed to that. 1997, OPEC agrees to increase in its production ceiling. OPEC has raised the ceiling to 27.5 million barrels per day for the first half of 1998. My friends, I think it's important to go back and see what happened in history so that we remember that there are those that uh, things happened before us and that we can work to improve the future for ourselves and for our posterity. We have these discussions because we have wonderful sponsors. Uh, one of those great sponsors is the Rogers uh, Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And Roger understands that there are unknowns that can keep you up at night. And that is why the Roger Mangan team can also help with life insurance and health insurance needs to replace lost income. So call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's insurance team is there. Most of us have been there. That surprise crunch when you backed into a car in a parking lot or someone rear-ended you at a stoplight. First thing you do is stop and breathe. Second, say a prayer of gratitude that no one was hurt. Third, look for your insurance card. And fourth, be grateful that you have your insurance with Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. You can breathe easier knowing that you can reach the Roger Mangan team 24-7 when you need them. For that Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance peace of mind, call Roger Mangan today at 303-795-8855. That's 303-795-8855. Johnny Stubbs Services uses only the best quality products to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubbs Services' team of experts is available to provide the proper guidance and help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Johnny Stubbs Services prides themselves on delivering prompt and reliable service and stands behind their work with a satisfaction guarantee. JohnnyStubbsServices.com, the trusted contractor for all your heating and air conditioning needs. That's JohnnyStubbsServices.com. Focused and wise marketing is essential for your success, especially during tough economic times. If you love the Kim Munson Show, strive for excellence and understand the importance of engaging in the battle of ideas that is raging in America. Then talk with Kim about partnership, sponsorship opportunities. Email Kim at KimMunson.com. Kim focuses on creating relationships with individuals and businesses that are tops in their fields. So they are the trusted experts listeners turn to when looking for products or services. Kim personally endorses each of her sponsors. Again, reach out to Kim at KimMunson.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. I would uh, highly recommend that you uh, take a look at the uh, Colorado Union of Taxpayers site. That is CUT. It is uh, CUT is a, to- a totally volunteer organization. It was founded in 1976, all volunteers, as I said. And these people, over all these years, have saved you, Coloradans, billions of dollars in taxes. 
And uh, we are in the process of uh, giving our ratings report to uh, this most recent special session, which was nasty. Uh, it did not really give day Coloradans real property tax relief. We need real property tax relief. We need real property tax reform. We need school finance reform, simplification in all these arenas. Uh, instead, the uh, governor and this legislature used this as an opportunity to grab more and more power to pick more, uh, pick winners and losers, to ding everyday hardworking Coloradans while um, incentivizing those that are coming across the border to re that are receiving free stuff. Uh, we need to encourage to uh, the, this administration to get this border closed. And I think that we really need to start to uh, move people back to their countries uh, of origin that came across the border illegally, because otherwise we are going to totally bankrupt our our state, our country, our our uh, our neighbors, ourselves. And so the Colorado Union of Taxpayers, those it, we're we're going to be um, weighing in on all these. It takes a little bit of time, but uh, go to Colorado Union of Taxpayers. Uh, just put that in, and I think it comes up as coloradotaxpayer.org. And uh, we would really encourage that you join us. When you do, it's 25 bucks. Uh, you will then receive our weekly emails throughout the legislative session, and you will receive the email regarding the ratings of this uh, legislative, the special legislative session. And uh, so be sure and do that. Uh, and again, you need to you need to support these uh, all these volunteers out here, all of us out here that are. You know, putting our money where our mouth is, our time where our mouth is, is to reclaim our state. But I wanted to say thank you to this team at Steve Dorman, Greg Goliansky, Russ Haas, Bill Hamill, Carl Honiger, Rob Knuth, John Nelson, Joseph O'Loughlin, Wendy Warner, and Marty Nielsen. My friends, we owe these people a uh, debt of gratitude. So again, that is the Colorado Union of Taxpayers. Okay, first headline let's get to. And it's funny if it wasn't. And that is, uh, this was, uh, let's see, came to us via, well, Front Range News. Now I'm not getting the byline here. Oh, Denver 7, here we go. Denver Mayor Mike Johnston's car is stolen and then recovered. Again, this is uh, was posted last night. It says, auto theft is a problem not, not even Denver Mayor Mike Johnston is immune to. Johnston's office confirmed to Denver 7 the mayor's car was stolen about a month ago. It has since been recovered, according to a spokesperson. It says, the mayor's office did not release details about the theft, including where it happened, to protect the safety of Mayor Johnston and his family. Well, hey, you know what? It's already been stolen. We'd like to know when and where. This is not the first time. I'd like to have uh, Channel 7 do their job. So this is not the first time Johnston's car has been stolen. According to a 2017 social media post, his car was stolen from an office depot in Denver's northeast Park Hill neighborhood. It says data from the Denver Police Department shows 13,743 auto thefts were reported in 2022. From January 1 through November 26, there have been 10,000 reported thefts so far this year. And uh, so again, uh, as we know, Colorado uh, Front Range is one of the 
top places in the country for auto theft. Interestingly enough, they've got a picture of the car back in 2017, and it was painted blue and orange. Uh, it's interesting theft that um, thieves would have the audacity to to, to uh, uh, steal such an identifiable car. The next thing, let's see, that I wanted to get to, and this is really, and this really goes back to uh, the story of of Hooters restaurants, and that is is it's a free speech, free markets, capitalism. And this is from the Western Journal. And it says, Christian dance groups routine opposing the trans agenda results is disqualified from a national competition. So again, this goes to if, uh, if, if you do not affirm what PBI say that you have to affirm, then in this case you're disqualified. But this goes directly to Jack Phillips and Masterpiece Cake Shop where the Colorado Civil Rights Commission says, if, we do, if you do not affirm what we, PBI's government, says you must affirm, then we will use the power of licensure, we will use the power of government to shut down your business. So again, um, this is going to be super interesting, though, from a free speech standpoint. Uh, the free speech of the, uh, and, and let's say they just changed their clothes from the Antifa from uh, the Summer of Love of 2020 to the Antifa of January 6th to, um, to, to where we are now here uh, with a, uh, well, now we've moved over to, it seems like I'm forgetting one thing. Uh, they were busy, uh, certainly. Anyway, now we are to the pro-Palestinian, uh, those that are, are, are in favor of terrorist groups being able to kill people uh, and so there are those that saying they should have the free speech to do that. And I get it. Free speech, as long as you are not hurting others, is certainly um, is certainly something that is, should be protected here in America. But uh, so there's those that want to protect free speech for those protecting the pro-Palestinian uh, people that are supporting terrorism. But here... Going on to Western Journal, it says, A Christian dance group that was punished for the temerity of saying there are only two genders could take its punishment to court, and they should. Praise Academy of Dance Barbados was disqualified by the National Independence Festival of Creative Arts, which hosts a national dance competition because it can challenge gender identity teaching, according to a release Wednesday in the St. Vincent Times. It says the October decision said the group went beyond the bounds of good taste and made defamatory uh, claims. The piece titled Speak Life centered around a 15-year-old girl who amid a struggle with gender identity found her true identity through the Bible and God. The dance routine included dialogue about biology that said, it's not a choice, you don't get to pick, that's science, period. A banner from the Bible was on stage according to Protestia, and it read Genesis 5-2. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Says the group fought back, saying expulsion was unconstitutional and the issue of bad taste was not explained, 
according to the release in the St. Vincent Times. Gregory Nichols, a member of the country's left-wing labor party and the arbiter of the National Cultural Foundation, stood by the decision to ban the performance. So that brings up the next thing that I've been very uncomfortable with for all these years as we've looked at the National Endowment of the Arts taking people's tax dollars to put into government-run arts programs, which then means that there will be people that make the decisions, and this is all the way from your little local um, arts center all the way up to the nation. This is not the proper role of government. I think we should certainly privatize all of these different organizations. Many of them would then not be able to make it on the decisions they make on what they will be um, uh, performing. But again, this is, a, once again, when government gets out of its proper role, this is not the proper role of government to have this national uh, cultural foundation. And then, of course, the left has taken over many, many of these different institutions. So again, free speech, certainly, I understand uh, letting that be protected, and it should be even when people say things that we do not like, but they also have to be responsible for those decisions. So free speech doesn't mean that you get a free ride on not having to be responsible for the things that you say and do. And there are those that think that free speech means that you don't have to do that, and that is not the case. Let's see, the uh, next uh, headline, uh, let's see, I want to, oh, this is unbelievable. This is in New York, and this is from uh, silive.com. It says, New York will stop using terms like feminine hygiene and sanitary napkin, says government Hochul. Once again, is this uh, really her proper role of government? And this was November 25th. And it says, Hochul this month signed into law the Health Equity and Opportunity Legislative Package, which replaces all instances and variations of the phrases in, uh, in correction law, public health law, and tax law with the gender nonspecific terminology like menstrual products and pads. Uh, what this is is really the canceling of women. Once again, the canceling of women. It says, additionally, the legislative package requires free menstrual products be provided to students in private, middle, and high schools, uh, high schools, requires cosmetologists to receive training in all hair types and patterns, including natural hair types, and designates March 8 each year as International Women's Day. What the heck does all that mean? And again, New York is um, New York City is um, basically being destroyed because of terrible policies and uh, being overrun by uh, this uh, people coming in via the open border. And this is what they're messing around with in New York. It is official. Uh, Kathy Hochul has lost her mind. And so with that, uh, let's continue all these different discussions. Uh, the show today. My friends, as I have looked at public policy, and we look at what is occurring regarding public policy, trying to kneecap our naturally occurring oil and gas industry, which provides efficient, reliable, affordable, and abundant energy so that we, everyday people, can go after our hopes and dreams. We're realizing those that are 
uh, ex- exuding their power do not want us to go after our hopes and dreams. And that's why we have to understand what is going on. And so today we'll be talking with Bob Boswell. You know him. He is the CEO of Laramie Energy. And we will get an update on what is happening regarding public policy. And we get to do this because of great sponsors. One of those is Karen Levine, Remax Realtor. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with Remax Alliance. Karen Levine works to protect your property rights at the local, county, state, and national level. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Working with realtor Karen Levine helps you navigate through the process of buying or selling your home. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. A recent report notes that the number of children diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder is consistently and dramatically increasing. This is heartbreaking. If your child or grandchild or someone you know has been diagnosed with autism or ADHD following exposure to Tylenol or acetaminophen during pregnancy, call Boson Law at 303-999-9999. Boson Law is a Colorado-based law firm who has been fighting Big Pharma for over 20 years. Call now at 303-999-9999 for a free, no-obligation review of your potential claim. Call now at 303-999-9999. Our future depends on educated, informed, and active citizens. You can do your part by reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. That's popularrationalism.substack.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson. Dot com. Be sure, and uh, you can email me at Kim at KimMunza.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. I did want to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. They are raising the money for the remodel of the Marine Memorial at 6th and Colfax. This is the official Marine Memorial, and it was dedicated in 1977. It's time for that, that remodel. And my friends, as we look at 2023, 2024 America, uh, and we see people trying to tear down our history, our memorials, rename our our uh, military installations. It's important that we stand and we say, no, we will remember. And a way to do that is to uh, go to usmcmemorialfoundation.org, get all the information about everything that they're doing there. Uh, also, thank you to Laramie Energy and Karis Oil and Gas for their sponsorship of the show. As we look at this, we've taken it for granted, reliable, efficient, affordable, and abundant energy. I think we would never have dreamed that there would be public policy that would try to kneecap this industry that has helped us thrive and prosper. But that is what we're seeing, and so that's why we do this show, is to shed light on what is going on. Bob Boswell is an expert 
in this arena. Bob Boswell, welcome to the show. Uh, good morning, Kim. So, Bob, a little tongue-in-cheek. As uh, as I begin the show, I normally uh, am now adding in a word of the day so that we can get smarter, so that we can start to expand our vocabulary. Today I use the word hypocrisy, and I normally use it in a sentence. In this case, I just said Kamala Harris. Her Thanksgiving tweet, uh, all lovey-dovey with her husband in the kitchen, uh, with a gas range in the background, a lot of social media people saw, oh, wait a minute, we thought you wanted to outlaw that. What do you think about that, uh, Bob Boswell? Well, I think it's evident in the hypocrisy that we're seeing so much uh, in the political sphere. Um, we had you know, a, standard, a Stanford professor in the 90s uh, calling for saying that we were going to have uh, chaotic climatic change by the uh, by the year 2000, which would uh, cause the death of millions of people. We've had uh, uh, Al Gore flying around in his jets uh, talking about climate change and and chaotic climate uh, uh, effects. Uh, you know, in the uh, 10 years ago, uh, we have AOC. Uh, you know, as uh, recently as 2013, uh, saying that uh, we were in for, uh, you know, uh, the end of civilization within 10 years. All of these are uh, from more or less political elements that are uh, really uh, working towards a centralization control um, of the economy and really of people's lives. So it's a lot of hypocrisy. They try to use fear um, uh, and lack of knowledge. Uh, to try and change uh, people uh, and to gain control, we've seen that uh, we've seen that uh, in spades recently uh, with some of the things that the government has been doing. The Inflation Reduction Act, which was putting billions of dollars towards <clears throat> uh, technologies which are not efficient uh, to try to replace the fossil fuels or uh, nuclear, uh, which are, have the greatest energy density. So it's uh, not, you know, it's it's just typical of kind of this political sphere of trying to gain control. Uh, the Inflation Reduction Act is just the opposite of that. It was misnamed. Uh, <clears throat> I think uh, some of the elitists, and particularly in the uh, academic and the political spheres, uh, think that uh, Americans are ignorant and, uh, and uninformed. Um, and so they try to uh, uh, put these policies in place, which are not in the best interest of the general populace, but are only of their own political uh, ambitions. Um, and I think that's what we're seeing so much. But uh, fortunately, the American public uh, does understand what's happening. They're seeing the effects of the inf this spending under the Inflation Reduction Act, how it's creating inflation. They're seeing the bad policies on the border and what it's doing to increase uh, immigration, uh, increase crime, increase drug abuse, a number of things. So it's uh, the American public is, is seeing these things, and I hope uh, that it'll precipitate change in these next series of elections. Well, and that's why uh, it is so important that we continue to shed light on this. And and so, Bob, I'd gone down to, we just came through this uh, special session that Polis had called uh, here in Colorado. Initially, I think we thought there was going to be one bill. Then that bill would be to uh, provide property tax relief for Coloradans because people, I'm concerned people are going to get taxed out of their homes. 
Um, but I actually went down to the count, um, special session. Uh, it was chaotic, disorganized, and I think by design. Makes it difficult for everyday people. You know, to, it was $30 to park the first day. I mean, that makes it difficult for people to go down to government uh, on a regular basis and then be there all day and just watch. It really is kind of a circus. But there was not really any real property tax relief. And, in fact, from what I can tell, Polis and company passed what I would consider kind of the same thing as Prop HH, which the people of Colorado uh, defeated just a few weeks ago. But they they just, you know, they just repackaged it in different ways. And it's reminiscent to me, Bob, of back several years ago with the Prop 112, which was on the ballot, which was very onerous for our oil and gas industry. And it was uh, going to, again, kneecap development and exploration by, you know, bi- uh, long um, setbacks from where we could do exploration and development. And, again, kind of kneecapping the industry. That was defeated big time. And then about three months later, after Polis had been reelected, the legislature in Polis passed something that I thought was even more onerous. This is so, I mean, it's wrong from what I can see, Bob. Well, it's deceitful. Uh, you know, we defeat Proposition HH, and then by executive fiat and co- congressional actions, they put in a, uh, a a new policy, which is tension is same as the uh, the property reduction. Uh, it really wasn't property reduction. It was a way to get around the Tabor Act and try to get additional funds for the government to spend. Uh, unfortunately, government spending is not very efficient. And the government uh, and those in power in particular, it's again the control factor, uh, want to garner as much of the taxes and the revenues and the income out of the economy uh, for their own purposes as opposed to let capitalism and free enterprise work as it should. So we're going to continue to shed light on this. And uh, my concern, Bob, as I look at, at what, you know, kind of a death by a thousand cuts of what I see they're trying to do to the natural gas industry, for example, you know, to get rid of gas-powered lawn lawn tools and get rid of gas-powered ranges. And the whole plastic bag thing, every time I go to the grocery store, it just is so frustrating to me because, because again, I think that it is just trying to make a statement. I think it's just trying to condition people. It's, uh, I think, trying to undercut... Um, just a, a very convenient product that uh, is very clean. Think about it. If you go to the grocery store, and I know this is a really simple thing, but if you go to the grocery store, you buy your groceries, you have a very clean new plastic bag, you put your groceries in, people take it home, then they may use it for dirty diapers to dispose of dirty diapers or dog uh, refuse or whatever, They multi-uses. But government policy is coming in and saying that you can't do that, and they're saying, you know, kind of a virtue signaling to bring your bags in from your car. Have you ever looked at and really thought about how dirty many of these bags are that people are dragging into the grocery store? And then I go back to COVID. Remember during COVID that people were, you know, spraying down their packages when they were delivered to their house and, you know, so careful about all the germs. It just, none of this makes sense to me, Bob. Well, it doesn't make sense. Um, you know, it's virtuous signaling. And again, it's, you know, political leaders creating problems so they can solve it and stay in power. 
Uh, we've seen that uh, in multiple instances. <clears throat> you know, right now there's attack on the fossil fuels. Um, so many products that we have today, not only electricity, but products we use every day in everyday life, um, uh, are made from petroleum-based products. Uh, one thing that I don't think most people recognize is that population of the earth has been growing. It's gone from, I think, 4 billion to 8 billion, doubled in the last um, 50 to 70 years. Uh, but sem And to feed the population, you have to have fertilizer. 70% of the world's fertilizer is made from natural gas. So if you diminish the production of natural gas, you're going to diminish the, the creation of, of fertilizer, ammonia, and that uh, in and of itself is going to uh, cause starvation. So we've, we've got the wrong wrong objectives here. Uh, we need to base it on science and fact, uh, not on uh, political ambitions. So, Bob, this is the big question then, because what you just alluded to, I think this is the thing that has the elites whacked out, and that is is the, the population is increasing significantly. But the American farmer, uh, rural uh, America, rural Colorado, uh, through both food and fuel production, we have been able to feed and fuel people. I mean, I remember years ago, where you'd see pictures in magazines of uh, starving children in Africa saying, you know, we can, we can address this. We can address world hunger. And we have, again, through food and fuel production. And so through creativity, innovation, we can address a growing population that can thrive and flourish. But I think elites look at a growing population and they think, oh, there's only a certain amount of um, – you know, the world and, and uh, that we're going to overpopulate the world. I happen to think through creativity and innovation that we can address this so that people can thrive and prosper. So this is a real, it, what it is, I mean, it's a real battle of worldviews, Bob. Well, it is. And I think you get the elitists and they look at the, you know, Spaceship Earth, the book that was written, I think, in the 70s, talking about the dangers of overpopulation and those sorts of things. Uh, yet they fail to take into account innovation, just as you mentioned, and the ability for us to adapt and sustain ourselves. And, you know, what our objectives ought to be to sustain our quality of life uh, and and globally. And we don't look at it from that standpoint. Uh, we look at it uh, somewhat uh, selfishly and also without a, a broader view of the uh, capacity of mankind to adapt. Yeah, and so I'm going to make what I think is a clarification. When you say we don't look at it like that, I think you're saying from a public policy standpoint, because as um, I'm actually, I'm, uh, I guess not on location, but I'm remote uh, in western Kansas right now. I was uh, talking with some farmers last night, and we're, we're talking about fertilizer production and food production. And one of the farmers said, if we're not careful – they're going to mess around and put in place public policy that people will start to be hungry. And that goes both to food production and fuel production. And the thing about it is both with, with farmers and with oil and gas producers, you cannot just flip a switch. When you have public policy <clears throat> that is shutting things down, it takes a little while to ramp all this back up. And that's why we must continue to shed light on this terrible public policy, Bob. Well, that's true. And, you know, you just have to look at California and see that uh, the public policy there and what it's done to that state, uh, you know, where they've had rolling uh, brownouts due to lack of 
of, uh, of energy supply. They, they're having to pay uh, huge prices for natural gas simply because they've had a policy that says they're going to phase out fossil fuels. Uh, and they've shut down nuclear power plants. So bad policy uh, has bad results. And you just have to look at our neighbor to the west in California and see what it's done uh, to that state and what you're looking at in these cities um, such as San Francisco about that policy and the problems uh, those policies in California have created. Well, and that's and that circles us back to and Kamala Harris standing in front of her um, gas-powered range on Thanksgiving. I'm talking with Bob Boswell. He is the CEO of Laramie uh, Energy, and uh, thank you to Laramie Energy and Caris Oil and Gas for their sponsorship of the show because we need to continue to shed light on what is happening here because we need to make sure that we are keeping in place, and again, we can coexist on our earth. We can be responsible human beings. Humans can thrive and fl- uh, th- thrive and flourish and coexist on our earth. And that's why I will mention uh, our movie, A Climate Conversation. Check that out. You can watch it for free at a climate conversation. Uh, climateconversation.com and uh, it is being shown somewhat regularly on Newsmax it was on Newsmax this last weekend again we have these discussions because of sponsors like Lauren Levy If you are 62 or older, a reverse mortgage could be a great tool regarding retirement and estate planning. It is essential to understand the process. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry and has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, Call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Licensed in 49 states, Kim Monson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Monson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmonson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Shooting outside can be limited, but at Franktown Firearms 10-lane, 30-yard indoor range, the weather is always just right. Franktown's range supports handguns, shotguns, rifles up to 50 caliber, and even black powder loads. And safety equipment is provided for free. Since Franktown's range is connected with their gun store, they have a full selection of rental firearms so you can try before you buy to ensure that it's a good fit for you. And if you become a member at Franktown Firearms and Shooting Range, you can even access the range after hours. The range is very well ventilated with fresh air constantly, so you can breathe easy while you shoot. Most importantly, Franktown Firearms is a family-owned and operated gun store. At Franktown, you will be treated with respect as their client because they want you to be confident with your shooting and keep coming back. So use your own gun or try a new one on the range at Franktown Firearms today. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown to find out more. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And 
everyone. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Hard to believe that Thanksgiving's over. Christmas Hanukkah's right around the corner. A great gift uh, would be the Medal of Honor quote book that you can uh, purchase at the Center for American Values. Uh, the Center for American Values is located on the beautiful Riverwalk in Pueblo, Colorado. Pueblo is known as the home of heroes because there are four Medal of Honor recipients that called uh, Pueblo home. And Drew Dix is a co-founder of the Center for American Values. He's a Medal of Honor recipient for actions taken during the Vietnam War. And Brad Padula is the other uh, co-founder. And uh, he is an Emmy Award-winning documentary maker. Uh, And so there's two things that they do. They honor our Medal of Honor recipients with these beautiful portraits of valor and uh, quotes by each of these uh, Medal of Honor recipients. And then also educational programs to instill these values of America of uh, honor, integrity, and patriotism. But again, this little Medal of Honor quote book is an excellent gift for Christmas or Hanukkah, and you can order that by going to AmericanValueCenter.org. Okay, Bob Boswell's on the line with me. Thank you to Laramie Energy and Karis Oil and Gas for their goal sponsorship of the show. And uh, this came in on the text line, Bob, from uh, one of our listeners, Holly. She said, would you ask Bob about gas prices and why they have come down so dramatically? So what would you say to Holly on that, Bob? Well, I think there are a number of factors, uh, some of it global. Uh, if you're speaking particularly about gasoline and, and uh, crude oil, it's, it's come down simply a, as a supply and demand factor. Um, and what we've seen in the U.S., and again, is the innovation. Uh, we've been able to produce more oil um, and uh, produce it uh, economically uh, just through innovation. Uh, the shale revolution, where we've learned how to frack harder uh, rock or rock that's less less porous and less uh, permeable to extract uh, oil and natural gas from these uh, these denser uh, types of rocks. So that's been a, a, a significant factor. You might look at um, the level of imports of oil the U.S. had uh, starting in the 70s up until the shale revolution, where we were reliable, <clears throat> relying significantly on oil out of the Middle East. Over uh, 50% of our crude oil was imported. Since that time, we've dramatically um, reduced the amount of oil that we've had to import. In fact, we do export oil now, uh, and that's uh, allowed the country to bring down uh, its uh, oil and gas prices. We're still susceptible to things such as <clears throat> wars in the Middle East where uh, that affects the uh, supply of oil. Uh, that when that uh, those wars break out and it creates uh, blocks blockades for oil and those sorts of things, uh, it will cause the balance of uh, crude oil that's in the system, the price of that to go up. So it's a supply and demand factor. Oil in particular, global. The U.S. is blessed with uh, great natural gas resources, uh, and we have uh, the ability to uh, supply the country uh, long into the future and uh, also be a supplier of gas to other um, parts of the world through LNG or shipping um, uh, gas that's cooled the liquid phase that can go in 
containers and uh, into uh, different countries and help supply electricity to them. Well, and we really need to, instead of shackling uh, creativity and innovation, we need to unshackle that. And what you're describing, Bob, I mean, I watched this from, you know, as a a civilian, I guess, if you will, just a regular citizen, is that there are those that, that they think things are static, that there's no creativity or innovation. But what you're mentioning is with hydraulic fracturing, uh, and then also horizontal drilling, engineers in the oil and gas industry, when back in the 70s, Jimmy Carter said, we're going to run out of oil and gas, creativity and innovation steps forward, and who knows, the sky's the limit. And so we became actually before, um, and, and you've alluded to this, but that we were oil, exporting oil and gas, we were independent of uh, our enemies uh, at the end of this last administration. And then the Biden Democrat administration comes in and tries to shackle creativity and innovation in the industry. But the other thing that I am so concerned about, and I hear from a number of listeners, again, uh, several of them are texting right now, and that is regarding our strategic oil reserve. So we are draining, from what I understand, our rainy day fund, not... Um, and, and keeping prices maybe down lower and not replacing that. And my gosh, with the unrest in the world, we are putting America in a very dangerous position. So what are you seeing in the industry? Is there pressure to get get that uh, strategic oil reserve uh, filled back up? Well, there should be. Um, the strategic petroleum reserve was created uh, for emergencies, and that emergencies would occur when uh, we had a, a diminishing amount of uh, crude oil supply due to disruptions globally. Uh, and it was an emergency reserve uh, uh, originally designed to give us about 90 to 120 days of supply under uh, very um, difficult circumstances. Um, it's been used as an economic tool uh, more recently by the Biden administration. Uh, when crude oil prices went up, they started releasing oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, uh, putting us in a pot- potentially awkward situation should we have a major supply disruption uh, due to war in the Middle East, which we're seeing right now uh, with the Israeli-Hamas uh, conflict and the, how that could amplify itself through other uh, regions in the Middle East. Uh, so we're vulnerable, uh, and yes, we should be rebuilding it. Uh, I suspect the administration will rebuild it uh, uh, slowly, uh, but they must must rebuild it. Um, the industry still certainly supports that we have that additional security, uh, but this administration seems to want to manipulate it as an economic tool as opposed to a strategic uh, uh, tool. Well, it is, uh, it's remarkable what's going on. We've got a minute left, Bob Boswell. He is the CEO of Laramie mm-hmm. Energy. Hopeful, uh, what, what's your message to uh, our listeners today? Well, I think people, uh, please listen to the facts, help try to understand what the realities of our, our energy supply, the importance of public policy and, and, and strong leadership. Um, we've seen... Um, a lot of virtue signaling. We've seen universities virtue signaling saying they are going to phase out the use of fossil fuels when it's not realistic uh, 
to to try and phase them out. Uh, the technologies today, the only one that could supplement the electric electric electricity production is nuclear. Uh, we aren't uh, uh, doing much on that front to develop that. The uh, solar and and wind, while they they are supplements, they're not replacements because of their lack of reliability and the need for battery storage. Um, and most people, I don't think, realize that most lithium and uh, uh, other uh, metals that are used in battle in the battery production comes predominantly from foreign countries, the largest of which is China. So we're vulnerable on that front. Uh, so good public policy is important. We need to let people uh, that represent uh, uh, good public policy. Well, we're going to keep working on that, Bob Boswell. And again, you have a great day. I appreciate your goal sponsorship of the show, and we will continue to keep, keep people informed. So thanks so much, Bob Boswell. Thank you, Kim. And our quote for the end of the show is from Nathaniel Hawthorne. He said, every individual has a place to fill in the world and is important in some respect, whether he chooses to be or to be so or not. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. Stay tuned for hour number two. Wandering out into this great unknown And I don't want no one to cry But tell them if I don't survive Views and opinions expressed on KLC 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station. It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. And when government gets bigger, the individual gets smaller. The latest in politics and world affairs. For thee, but not for me. And I agree that we got to change that. Today's current opinions and ideas. If, in fact, you are working for the man, it's a new form of slavery. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. Welcome to our number two of the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Joe, producer Luke, Zach, Echo, Charlie, Rachel, the, every, Nicole, did I get her, everybody in there? Happy, <laughs> happy Wednesday, producer Joe. Happy Wednesday, Kim, and I, I'm pretty sure you got everybody in there. There's a whole okay. team here. It is a whole team, and I do appreciate everyone to make all of this happen. Uh, it is so important that we look at these issues and we shed light on them and understand them because the public policy, uh, and my friends, I say this all the time to, to, to everyone, Colorado is at the tip of the spear. 
And so that is why what we are doing here, standing here, holding the line, shedding light on what is going on, fighting each and every day in this battle of ideas is so important. And I so appreciate each and every one of you. You can support us by going to KimMunson.com. And we've got something, I can't believe that we're coming in on the end of the year. And we will, I am finishing my fifth year solo, which in some ways it seems like it was just yesterday. Uh, But we've got some things happening in 2024 that you are going to be so super excited about. And so I can't wait to, to let you know about that. Zach is working diligently on all of that. So uh, stay tuned. So let's see, several things uh, I need to get to. First of all, our word of the day is hypocrisy. It is a noun, and it is the practice of professing beliefs, feelings, or virtues that one does not hold or possess, falseness. Number two, an act or instance of such falseness. Number three, dissimulation of one's real character or belief, especially a false assumption of piety or virtue, a feigning to be better than one is, the action or character of a hypocrite. And so to use the uh, word of the day, hypocrisy, in a sentence, uh, I just have two words, Kamala Harris. And that is her picture of her lovey-dovey in the kitchen on Thanksgiving with her husband and the her gas range in the background when the Democrat O'Biden administration, the radical activists that have taken over the Democrat Party are working to outlaw your gas-powered lawn tools, your, your gas range, uh, fertilizers so that we can produce more food. Uh, and there she is with her gas-powered range. So again, for thee, for for me, but not, uh, how does that go? For me, but not for thee. And again, hypocrisy, using a sentence, Kamala Harris. This, uh, so I ended up with this quote of the day by Nathaniel Hawthorne. And Nathaniel Hawthorne was an American novelist and short story writer and a master of the allegorical and symbolic tale best known for the Scarlet Letter and the House of Seven Gables, born in 1804, died in 1864. And he said this, no man for any considerable considerable period can wear one face to himself and another to the multitude without finally getting bewildered as to which may be true. And again, that is Nathaniel Hawthorne. Uh, I did want to weigh in, let's see here, Uh, yes. This is from the Daily Caller. Uh, The headline is DeSantis supporting key early state lawmakers blast the Haley endorsement by the Koch-backed group. Uh, Nikki Haley apparently, again, I'm not endorsing, non-endorsing candidates right now. I want to stay focused on policy. But when I look at uh, some of the, the different entities that are supporting Nikki Haley, after watching this political theater for these years, going through COVID, seeing Jamie Dimon with Chase, and seeing BlackRock buying up uh, our single-family homes throughout our neighborhoods, uh, because, again, public policy, they have cheap money, they're <clears throat> and they, they have... Uh, I mean, they're clearly PBIs, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties. So apparently Nikki Haley has been talking to Larry Fink with BlackRock, Jamie Dimon with Chase. Again, this is the big government 
big government Republicans, big government Democrats. They're all in bed together. Uh, but it said uh, here, AFP, Americans for Prosperity, which they've done a lot of good work over the years, was started by billionaire bro- uh, brothers Charles and David Koch, the sons of Fred Koch, who founded the multi-billion dollar holding company Koch Industries, which is the second largest private corporation in the country. And it says three state legislators from New Hampshire and three from Ohio blasted AFP's political arm for endorsing Haley, arguing it will only help former President Donald Trump in the primary. And it goes on to say, apparently, AFP would much rather defeat Donald Trump than defeat the Democrats. And uh, so it goes on to say, it is sad to see an organization that exists to oppose cronyism, unrestrained spending, and endless wars pass up the opportunity to support such a clear and obvious champion of its own stated principles like Governor Ron DeSantis in favor of one of a very different record and rhetoric. The other thing is, is this is my understanding, is the Koch brothers um, are also um, supportive of an open border. And an open border, a country with no borders, ultimately we will destroy this beautiful American idea of which the Coke industries were able to build enormous wealth. So again, uh, this is not particular endorsement or non-endorsement of particular candidates, but I am very concerned about candidates that are courting these um, big government um, Republicans and Democrats that have gotten us into the position that where we are in America today. We have these important discussions because of sponsors, and one of those is Lauren Levy. And Lauren Levy, gosh, Lauren Levy, mortgage specialist, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kim. Lauren, you and I have been together. I'm going to be starting my six-year solo, and you've been a sponsor of both the Kim Munson Show and America's Veterans Stories for almost all of those six years, from what I can remember, Lauren. Thank you. You're very welcome. And you have helped people throughout the years. I mean, I remember when we were talking about these low interest rates, you're encouraging people, hey, lock in these low interest rates, low interest rates, never dreaming they would increase so so dramatically and so quickly. But you helped people in that arena. But now that they are much higher and people are getting squeezed, there's opportunities that you can help them with to, to kind of alleviate some of that squeezing, Lauren. Yeah, and it, it's actually been a little bit nice the last, I would say, three or four weeks since the Fed uh, last hinted, and I say hinted, that they may be done raising rates um, because the Treasury yields have come down a bit, which has brought rates down maybe even a half a point, maybe a little bit more. And so there's opportunity now. What we're seeing for people is to um, – we know Americans and not, not just people here in Colorado are pretty much heavy in debt right now with credit cards. And so we're helping people use the equity of their home because the values have stayed up to get out of some of these credit cards that they'll never pay off now when these 20-something percent rates. And uh, you know, whether it be through a refinance or just a second mortgage, um, try to help them get out of that debt and lower their payments and – and try to make life a little bit easier. And we're able to do it with some rates that are calming down a little bit now, which is nice. So this will help people have some relief. And of course, they've gotten into this position many times. Some of them may be 
to, to make ends meet, but also mm-hmm. people need to be probably watching spending as well. Do you help people as they kind of think about how did they get here to get out of there and how to make sure that they protect themselves with better decisions in the future? I mean, we try to have conversations like that, but there's always so much you can do. People usually know how they ended up where they are. You know, um, you hear you hear stories in the news about even just what happened the last couple of days with Black Friday and Cyber Monday and how great they were and how, you know, the news will report that the consumer is strong. And I agree, the sales were very strong, but we all know most of it goes on credit cards. And it's what happens behind there. We have the highest credit card debt that we've ever had in this nation right now. And those rates are really high with what the Fed has done. And mortgage rates have pulled back a little bit in the last you know, few weeks, whereas the Fed hasn't lowered anything yet and probably won't be till middle of next year, which will keep credit card rates high. And so the relief comes from being able to get out of those credit card debts. And we try to encourage people to when, in, when possible to get rid of the cards once they're paid off. But if people need them just to get by, there's not much they can do, you know. Okay, well, I think, first of all, to have some relief, and are you seeing people pick up a second job or anything? And again, this is, this is so, families are so squeezed. I mean, families are trying to keep it together with their, their kids and their home and their taxes and their fees and, and people are trying to keep it together. And yet I see public policy that's dinging you know, everyday Coloradans, everyday Americans, but yet are picking winners and losers and, and uh, giving other people freebies. You know this wax me out, <laughs> Warren Levy. Yep, then I do. And, you know, I don't, I, I, we only know what we speak to people about, so I don't know if people are, you know, supplementing their income or doing things like that. What we try to just coach people on when we can get our hands on them is to look at debt and, and all their numbers in their life as just numbers. So they may have you know, a low mortgage rate here, but really high debt here. We need to look at the overall number, what that means to them. What is their monthly cash outlay and how can we improve that and save them money? Um, You know, we always talk about, you know, you marry the house, you date the rate, and sometimes you have to move the rate around to to get yourself in a better position. We're all lucky here that home values have held up. So people that own homes have a lot of equity still, and there's opportunity there. If, when and if it's your only, you know, for some people, it's their only option is to utilize that home equity to fix their debt problem. And we're lucky to have that ability to have that equity that we can touch. Well, and a couple of other things then, and that is choices. And Lauren, you work with a number of different lenders, which I love that. So you're not just, you know, with one particular company and just their array of products, you've got all these different choices so that you can help your, your clients. And then the fact that you can, you can help people in 49 of the 50 states, you're not in New York, which uh, that seems like that's okay. Uh, But otherwise you can help people throughout the country. Yeah, so people sometimes have, you know, a second home somewhere um, or are looking to move to, to alleviate something. We can help them, you know, if they're, if they're moving to a lower-cost area. Um, whatever they need to do, we can look at it all and just try to help them figure out what, what makes the most sense and, you know, how to best get it done at the lowest cost. Well, and again, Lauren Levy, uh, you've helped my clients for all of these years. I so appreciate it. And uh, if somebody is going to do something and they need an appraisal, you will pay for the appraisal for my my listeners. Over, and you've done that all these years, too. What's the best way for people to reach you? 
the best way is give us a call at 303-880-8881. Again, that's Lauren Levy. He is an expert in the mortgage arena. He can help you in 49 of the 50 states, just not New York. And he works with a lot of different lenders. That number is 303-880-8881. Lauren, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you so much, Kim. Yes, and I, again, I work with people that strive for excellence. Each and every one of my uh, sponsors strives for excellence as they help their clients. And another one of those great sponsors is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team, and they can create personalized insurance plans to cover all your needs, from protection for your cars to your home, condo, boat, motorcycle, business, and renter's coverage. My friends, do not forget renter's coverage. Contact the Roger Mangan team now at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment like a good neighbor roger mangan's team is there most of us have been there that surprise crunch when you backed into a car in a parking lot or someone rear-ended you at a stoplight first thing you do is stop and breathe second say a prayer of gratitude that no one was hurt third look for your insurance card and fourth be grateful that you have your insurance with roger mangan state farm insurance agency you can breathe easier knowing that you can reach the roger mangan team 24 7 when you need them For that Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance peace of mind, call Roger Mangan today at 303-795-8855. That's 303-795-8855. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine works to protect your property rights at the local, county, state, and national level. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Working with Realtor Karen Levine helps you navigate through the process of buying or selling your home. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning Realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at kim at kimmunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. It is Wednesday, so that means it's a Trent Loose Wednesday. At Trent Loose, you know him. He is a sixth-generation farmer and rancher, and he has been for over 20-some years uh, talking about rural Colorado, rural America, and how our, our farmers and our energy producers feed and fuel our prosperity. Uh, Trent Luce, welcome to the show. Hi, Kim. Did you get enough turkey hey. for Thanksgiving? Well, yes, I did. Thank you to a, our uh, turkey producers here in America. How about you? Oh, I absolutely I did. I We had two turkeys in our family. It went extremely well, and I find it interesting that the domestic-produced turkeys by U.S. farmers total $216 million annually. That's our production in the United States, Minnesota being the number one state in turkey production. But 24% of those turkeys grown are consumed on Thanksgiving Day. Isn't that interesting? 
It is interesting. And to think about now turkey production, I don't know how does that work? I mean, is there a timing thing? If we want to have 24% of the turkeys ready for consumption on Thanksgiving, is, is there kind of certain things that the producers have to do to make sure they're ready at that time? <laughs> yes, there is. Make sure the freezer has electricity. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. Got it. Cause, so cause is, we 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 grow turkeys the same number of turkeys pretty much every week, fifty two weeks a year, and when twenty four percent are consumed on one day, obviously storage is a big issue, which is a great segue into making sure that you have a supply of reliable electricity so that you can store food because it is going to become very important. It is going to become very important. We had Bob Boswell with Laramie Energy on in the first hour. Uh, they're natural gas producers, and there is this, uh, you know, this public policy attack upon natural gas production. But yet, did you see the uh, picture of Kamala Harris all lovey-dovey with her husband in their kitchen on Thanksgiving with the electric, or excuse me, not the electric, with the gas range in the background? Did you happen to see that? No, I did not see that. I don't find myself gravitating to pictures of her. Okay, yes, but uh, a number of very eagle-eyed social media uh, um, posters noticed that and said, hey, does this not seem somewhat hypocritical? And the answer is yes. Well, I can magnify that hypocritical stance, not just of her or the Biden initiative, but the globalists of the world that are ultimately trying to control our lives day to day through people like Biden and Kamala Harris. One percent. And they are gathering, by the way, those elites are gathering in uh, the United Arab Emirates as we speak. And the data came out just before this gathering took place that documents 1% of the world's population emits 66% of the emissions. That's okay. mind-boggling. 1% of the world's population emits 66% of the world's emissions. Wow. And those are the people, Kim, that are trying to tell you and I that we can't have gas-powered vehicles. I understand now we have many states that have enacted resolutions and, and put in place, like Michigan this week, talking about being zero carbon, or excuse me, net carbon zero by 2035, and that there will be zero fossil fuel usage by that period of time. There are states that are talking about in or beyond California, they're saying we're going to make it illegal to own a gas-powered vehicle within 10 years. What's a lot? And all of this comes from these people, this 1% that we're talking about, that fly into the United Arab Emirates on their Lear jets, emitting 66% of the global emissions, which, by the way, emissions are plant food, and I think we need more of them. But these are the people that are telling us how we have to live our lives when they do what they want, just like you mentioned with this picture. Well, and and this whole net zero thing, all this is just, it's really smoke and mirrors. Because net zero, really, my understanding, does not mean that there will be no oil and gas production. What it is is that it's this whole scheme where then different companies will buy offsets. So they may be using oil and gas so that they can create businesses and create their wealth. But yet then there's these schemes of buying these offsets so that's net zero. 
And uh, it, again, it's all schemes. And uh, really, uh, the, the hypocrisy of them flying over to the United Arab Emirates, if, if actually if all of these globalist elites there and here in Colorado, I was down at the special session uh, before Thanksgiving down at the, the State House. If all of these uh, elitists here in Colorado would end up having, to, and the legislators and the governor, would end up having to use light rail, bicycles, walk to the state house. It would slow down their process, their onerous um, policy significantly. If they just uh, walked their talk, they would still be probably trying to get down to the state house to pass those onerous um those onerous bills, but again, it's uh, for for the uh, for thee, not for me. And I think people are starting to see through that. What do you think, uh, Trent Luce? I I think we're starting to see through it. But I'm going to reference a meeting that I was part of last night. I attended in Kearney, Nebraska, where in Kearney, Nebraska, the, what people call the middle of nowhere. This is not Lincoln, Omaha. In October, they passed an, an ordinance which put uh, gun-free zone signs on certain buildings that are public buildings, not private buildings, public buildings. But the language and how they went about this was so poorly done. People showed up at the county uh, city council meeting last night, more than 100. I have pictures of 24 people showing up to speak at this open forum, and they rescinded what they did. Now, the outcome was good. But how we got there, Kim, is the problem. We typically do not pay attention. We do not respond until our back's against the wall. We cannot continue to wait until our back's against the wall. We need to be proactive. We need to not have people just starting to wake up. We need people to say, hey, what can I do? How can I go be a part of getting us in the right position so that our kids, it's not, I mean, it's not our grandkids anymore. It's our kids and what our kids are going to deal with in a very short period of time that we're trying to prevent. Well, and it's interesting that you would bring this up regarding these gun-free zones. As you know, uh, Trent, 2012 to 2016, I served on city council of my town, which is in the south metro area here in the Denver metro um, metro area. And I hadn't really thought about it. So the, so the town was founded about 30 years ago. And when I got onto council already... All of the public buildings were gun-free zones. Now, the, t- the town that I'm in uh, had Republican uh, mayor, and I'm putting that in air quotes, and a Republican uh, city council. A couple of things. Even now, they do not, from what I can tell, they will not um, uh, uh, actually broadcast or archive or record audio or video record their meetings. I made several motions uh, to to make that happen, and the reason is is because they did not want to have transparency, and uh, I could never get a second on that to make that happen. But as I look back now, uh, it was it was very progressive as they were putting in place the Home Rule Charter, and the fact that even back then this agenda has been occurring. Uh, I did not take on that battle at the time. I didn't quite understand what had already occurred. But the idea that this is, again, this is a kind of a death by a thousand cuts. So this is a death of, the, of people, everyday people, to be able to bear arms so that we can protect ourselves against bad actors. This is just another, another way to undercut 
that right for us to protect ourselves, Trent? Absolutely. And this is a very significant day to talk about it because it was November 29th, 1990, that George Bush Sr. Senior signed the Gun-Free School Zone Act, which ultimately was ruled unconstitutional. Then they revised it in 1995. But there were three school shootings prior to 1990 that had implications of six people, I believe, that were unfortunately taken to their untimely death. What has happened since 1990? We created, we've created this fishbowl where people who have a criminal intent know that they can go to a school because there's not going to be a gun there for them to deal with. And last night, I know we can't get to this until probably after the break, last night he refused to do an interview with me, but one of the individuals who stood up to speak at this meeting in Kearney, Nebraska, said that he was one of the first police officers on the scene at Columbine when that school shooting occurred. And what he described after that, he, he again, I wish that he wanted to visit with me about it. He didn't. He said, I, t- I said as much as I could. It's not easy for me to relive. But he did share some stuff that we definitely need to explore. Okay, we will do that. I'm talking with Trent Luce. And uh, this this whole big question, what we're talking about, my friends, is the Constitution of the United States. And we, each and every one of us, has a responsibility. Let's turn off some of the social media. Let's sit down, take a little bit of time, understand the brilliance of this particular document, and then do what we need to do to protect it, uh, because uh, it is the foundational freedom. This is the foundational document for everyday people to thrive and flourish. We have these discussions because of sponsors, and one of those is Johnny Stubbs Heating and Air Conditioning Services. Johnny Stubbs Services uses only the best quality products to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubbs Services' team of experts is available to provide the proper guidance and help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Johnny Stubbs Services prides themselves on delivering prompt and reliable service and stands behind their work with a satisfaction guarantee. JohnnyStubbservices.com, the trusted contractor for all your heating and air conditioning needs. That's JohnnyStubbservices.com. If you are 62 or older, a reverse mortgage could be a great tool regarding retirement and estate planning. It is essential to understand the process. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry and has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Licensed in 49 states, Kim Monson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. Our future depends on educated, informed, and active citizens. You could do your part by reading Dr. James Lyons Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. That's popularrationalism.substack.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you'd like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. 
And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You should not have to force people to do it. I did want to say thank you to the Harris family for their goal sponsorship of the show. And thank you to Laramie Energy and Karis Oil and Gas for their goal sponsorship goal sponsorship of the show as well. Uh, actually, Advent is this Sunday. Uh, Christmas is right around the corner and Hanukkah. A great gift would be the Medal of Honor quote book that you can get from the Center for American Values, which is located in Pueblo. And uh, they have done a beautiful job of the portraits of valor of our Medal of Honor recipients. And in fact, my friends, uh, yesterday we did a couple of recordings for America's Veterans Stories, and one of them is one of our most recent Medal of Honor recipients, and it's Jim McLuhan. And he was uh, awarded the uh, Medal of Honor in 2017 by President Trump for actions that he took 48, uh, yeah, 48 years earlier in the Vietnam War. It is a remarkable story and actually uh, brought tears to my eyes. And so that's going to be in a couple of weeks. But I tell you what, Trent Luce, when I think about what our military have done to put their lives on the line or given their lives for this country, for this declaration, for this Constitution, I know that that's one of the things that gets you up in the morning to do what you do, and that's what gets, gets me up in the morning to do what I do as well, Trent. I'm going to estimate, Kim, I, I can't verify this, but I think anybody would say that's a ball, ballpark right. Twenty-four people last night spoke at this meeting that I referenced earlier, the City Council of Kearney, Nebraska. I have a picture you can go through and verify of every person. At least half of them were veterans, and clearly the audience was majority were veterans. And it's like I risk so much to protect the freedom of the future of this country, and here you are trying to eliminate those freedoms. And I might add, Kim, since 1995, there have been 1,325 gun laws at the state level, not talking about the federal firearms laws and restrictions, 1,325 at the state level. And yet what does every single elected official, when they talk about policy and protecting the citizens against guns and firearms, we need another law. Clearly, the laws are not the answer. The answer is to make sure everybody has a right to bear arms themselves. That is the answer, period. And thank you to the veterans for allowing us to continue to have this discussion, because if it were not for the veterans, we wouldn't even get the opportunity to have this discussion. Boy, I can't remember, you know, I do these different quotes for the show, and now I can't remember who said this. You might remember. <laughs> but it said a, an armed society is a more polite society. And isn't that the truth, Trent Luce? It is. I don't remember, but I'm going to tell you here in a short bit because i got a cheating mechanism. But that's absolutely a true story. Well, and so while you're looking that up also, well, I know that uh, you, even though Hanlon. you are Robert Hinlon. Okay. And uh, I know that even though you are a man, you can actually multitask. So I was going to ask you to look that up and then tell us about this, this, uh, <laughs> what you, uh, how sexist of me. I'm um, offended by that. You just threw everything you... under the bus and we can't multitask. <laughs> I can walk and chew gum at the same time, Kim. <laughs> 
Yes. So tell us about more about the meeting last night. And again, Columbine. Colorado is at the tip of the spear for all of this stuff. Columbine, Colorado. I, I know, in fact, a good friend of mine, his father was, again, one of the police officers that was on uh, uh, one of the first guys at Columbine. Um, there, there's no accident that we need to be holding the line here in Colorado, and that's why, I mean, you're on once a week. You and I, as we've gotten to know each other, you said, Kim, Colorado's in trouble. We need to be talking about this, and so that's why we're doing that. So tell us more about the meeting from last night in Kearney, Nebraska. Well, in particular, the, the statements he made about Columbine and the theater shooting in Colorado was that he made it very clear the investigations uh, revealed that these were not just random locations, that they were strategically selected where they thought they could get away with the biggest impact. And, you know, I can't talk about these things without putting myself in the position of the families that are affected. And people want to right away blame the utensil or the the tool that's used to inflict harm and, and pain upon other individuals. People will find a way to inflict pain and harm, and we have tools available that we could could minimize this. And so as as family members that are involved in such horrific incidents, we need to explore every possible mechanism to prevent something like this from happening. And putting a sign up that says this is a gun-free zone clearly is not the answer. It is the attract. It's like a bait station. That's what we need to get away from. Well, absolutely. And let's talk a little bit about bullies, uh, because bullies and cowards, if you will. Uh, If you stand up to a bully or a coward, they will normally back down. But if you disarm people so they cannot protect themselves against bad actors, against bullies and cowards, then that emboldens bullies and cowards to, to hurt everyday people. I mean, it does not take a rocket scientist Uh, to realize that law-abiding citizens that are carrying firearms, that are well-trained, know how to use a firearm, and that can react in a situation when a bad guy is there, because if you call 911, the bad guy has already done the damage and may be either gone or may have actually um, uh, contributed to their own demise by the time that uh, uh, the police have arrived. And so to have a a well-armed society that of law-abiding citizens that can take somebody out who is going to try to hurt a bunch of people, that seems like that makes sense to me, uh, Trent Luce. It does make sense, and I think that your first analogy of the schoolyard bully is the perfect analogy. The bully will seek the lowest hanging fruit. The bully's not going to go up against another bully. And, and really, that just summarizes the whole in, endeavor right there. So, okay, you know me. You get me going in different ways. So talking about the schoolyard bully, and the schoolyard bully can actually will find the uh, the most vulnerable, I guess let's put it that way. And so I don't know if you have seen Aaron Lee and uh, Kevin Lundberg's uh, new documentary, uh, artclubmovie.com. But, no, I have not. Uh, Okay, Erin Lee's 12-year-old daughter, now Erin and her husband had moved to a new community up in Weld County, Colorado, and uh, their daughter, 12 years old, uh, was shy, introverted, new at school, again, 12-year-old girl, I mean, that's such a vulnerable time, 
And she was invited by one of the trusted, I don't know if it was a teacher or a counselor, to art club after school. So she calls and says, hey, I'd like to do that, or reaches out to mom and dad. And, of course, parents want their kids to be involved and make friends. So they said, sure. Well, it wasn't art club. It was actually a transgender activist indoctrination for 90 minutes. And... My point is, is I think a lot of people may think, oh, this transgender indoctrination stuff isn't happening at my school. There may be fine public school teachers that say that's not happening at my school. But the bully, the, um, the, the perpetrator, the, the one that wants to abuse kids, they actually, there's this innate thing, I think, in, in nature where those uh, perpetrators, those that want to... Um, I'm losing the term, but the, the you know, the, uh, um, <laughs> anyway, you know, the, the, like, like the lion or the, that is, is able to seek the, 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 the little predator. Uh, deer. Yeah. The predator. That's the word that I'm looking at. The predator will be able to identify those that are most vulnerable. And it happened with art club. And it also will happen with those regarding the second amendment. Those two things are actually, I think, very connected, Trent. Everything is connected when it comes to the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and I, I don't believe there's any accident in this being the Second Amendment, because the First Amendment, the right to speak, the right to assemble, the right to be heard, the right to redress our government, those are probably the most important thing, but you can't pull that off without the Second Amendment. And I think that uh, all, all things that we're talking about today, you know, Kim, it reminds me of when I was at a, a All-American Beef Battalion feed in Texas, with the wounded warriors, and I was visiting with a four-star four-star general of the United States Marine Corps, Jimmy Williams, and we were talking about saying thank you, saying thank you to the, like last night at this meeting in Kearney, I wanted to say thank you to every person wearing a cap that documents that they were a veteran. And retired four-star general Jimmy Williams said to me, he said, if you really want to say thank you to these men and women who've done what they need to to protect your freedom, then what you will do is exercise the rights that they have protected for you. So saying thank you is a good first start, but exercising the rights that they made sure that we have is ultimate in us to maintain this for the next generation. Well, absolutely, absolutely. So, okay, this, uh, oh, you know what, let's go to break. I'm talking with Trent Luce, sixth generation farmer and rancher, and we're talking about why we have the Second Amendment and also predators and, and those that are trying to uh, target uh, the more vulnerable and uh, the Constitution, the Declaration, why that is so important. Uh, we have these discussions because we have these great sponsors, and one of those great sponsors is John Boson with Boson Law. Boson Law fights for clients who have been injured or family members who have lost a loved one due to the careless, reckless, or wrongful conduct of others. Whether injured in a car accident, suffered an injury due to a product or bad pharmaceutical drug, or need help fighting for medical care and benefits following an accident at work, don't go it alone and uninformed. Boson Law is the law firm you need in your corner. Time is of the essence with any personal injury claim. Call 303-999-9999 to schedule your complimentary consultation. That number again is 303-999-9999. Call now. 
focused and wise marketing is essential for your success, especially during tough economic times. If you love the Kim Munson Show, strive for excellence and understand the importance of engaging in the battle of ideas that is raging in America. Then talk with Kim about partnership, sponsorship opportunities. Email Kim at KimMunson.com. Kim focuses on creating relationships with individuals and businesses that are tops in their fields. So they are the trusted experts listeners turn to when looking for products or services. Kim personally endorses each of her sponsors. Again, reach out to Kim at KimMunson.com. Shooting outside can be limited, but at Frank Tom Firearms 10-lane, 30-yard indoor range, the weather is always just right. Franktown's range supports handguns, shotguns, rifles up to 50 caliber, and even black powder loads. And safety equipment is provided for free. Since Franktown's range is connected with their gun store, they have a full selection of rental firearms so you can try before you buy to ensure that it's a good fit for you. And if you become a member at Franktown Firearms and Shooting Range, you can even access the range after hours. The range is very well ventilated with fresh air constantly, so you can breathe easy while you shoot. Most importantly, Franktown Firearms is a family-owned and operated gun store. At Franktown, you will be treated with respect as their client because they want you to be confident with your shooting and keep coming back. So use your own gun or try a new one on the range at Franktown Firearms today. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown to find out more. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You should not have to force people to do it. I wanted to mention Jansen Photography, great sponsor of the show. Glenn and Mary Jansen are true entrepreneurs, beautiful property in Lakewood, Colorado, uh, where you can create the memories of your family, your children, senior portraits, and they can help help you with your business or political career with that photo that will open the door to all of those opportunities that you are seeking. You can get more information by going to Jansen Photography. That's J-A-N-S-S-E-N Photography.com. Also, the USMC Memorial Foundation uh, is raising money for the remodel, as you know, out of uh, the um, memorial out at Six and Colfax. And a great gift would be to honor your military uh, veteran um, family member with a, a brick on one of their pathways of service. You will receive a beautiful certificate to uh, acknowledge that. It is a wonderful gift for Christmas or Hanukkah. You can get more information by going to USMCMemorialFoundation.org. Trent Luce is on the line. He's a sixth generation farmer and rancher. And we have Wyatt and Wyoming on the line. Wyatt, what's on your radar? Good morning, Kim. Good morning, uh, Trent. I just wanted some uh, anecdotal uh, evidence to the uh, hypocrisy of the elites. Uh, was given the opportunity to go up to Avon, Colorado, here over the Thanksgiving holiday at a very nice place. But what I noticed was that as I drove into the heated garage, underground heated garage, I noticed that, uh, or I went and I swam in the outdoor lap pool. 
Then I got out and went into the outdoor hot tub, one of the three outdoor hot tubs at this place. And I noticed that the water out of the shower was very warm, and there was a lot of it. It wasn't like going to uh, uh, the Motel 6 where you got just a spritzer of water. So all of these things uh, were all fired by natural gas. Oh, I forgot about the outdoor fireplaces that were... um, you know, five foot in diameter and had a three foot high flame on them, all powered by natural gas. So I'm just looking at the hypocrisy of all the natural gas that's used up there, and they want to tell me that I can't use a natural gas uh, stove. It just uh, was very blatant, the hypocrisy. <laughs> uh, very, very well laid out on that, Wyatt in Wyoming. What's your thoughts on that, Trent? I'm just not visualizing Wyatt in any of those environments, but uh, <laughs> the, prim- the premise is absolutely spot on, and it's an attack on natural gas and coal. This week, an executive from a, a large electric provider in the East Coast said point blank, 65 million people are at risk of not having electricity throughout the course of this winter in 13 states, including the District of Columbia, because they are planning to shut down early the last coal-fired power plant in that region of the country. And once we do that, we will not be able to supply the electric needs of the population, 65 million people. And I, I think that's wonderful. If it would hit D.C. right now, we can maybe get some of these things fixed. But to Wyatt's point, we have this hypocrisy where I can deal, I can use natural gas, but you should not be able to because you are a contributor to emissions. Well, it's nothing about emissions. It's all about controlling lives, and we will not stand by and let that happen. Well, and notice so, so that, yeah, go ahead. Notice also that all of these cities, especially up here in Cheyenne, we've got three data centers now. Do you know how much electricity these data centers take? Uh, Not just to run the uh, uh, computers that are holding all the data, but the cooling for those computers. It's astronomical. So now there's three of them coming in, too. So... Again, the the hypocrisy, you can't have electricity for your house, but we're going to put up all these new data centers so we can track all of your transactions. One transaction on that data center, just one transaction, and they do trillions a day, but one transaction requires the equivalence of two and a half months worth of electric use for the average household in the United States. That's hard to believe. That is it's documented. It's well documented, which also, by the way, is the reason China's permitting two coal-fired power plants per week right now. But yet they banned these data centers that Wyatt is talking about because they said they are too energy intense. We cannot afford to utilize that much electricity for these cryptocurrencies. And who is the number one investor in the United States cryptocurrency and data mining centers? China. China. Okay, Wyatt, anything else? And great observation on all of that, Wyatt. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Okay. So this is from one of our listeners, Trent. And many people say this. They said, uh, our listener says this, I know many people would like to participate in affecting change. 
but they do not know what to do. They've reached out to our politicians or to the people who are involved in the political process, and no one ever has any answers. So they sit by the sidelines doing nothing. We need actionable things that each of us can participate in. And a lot of that's by design. Again, after sitting on city council for four years, I can see I how uh, I call them PBIs, those politicians, bureaucrats, and interest, interested parties. If people start to pay attention, then there are uh, kind of roadblocks that are put up. Uh, time, it could be time or lack of information, or we're going to do a task force on that, or we'll have a committee and we'll study that. And, and it just kicks the can down the road and it makes it difficult for people to be involved. I am recommending for people to look at what is it that keeps them up at night and whatever it, it is, that one issue, become involved in it. So is that issue, we need to have transparency uh, for it, the curriculum of what's happening in our schools or what's happening in the classroom. That one thing, if everybody took that one thing, Trent, I think we could could really start to make a difference. You, th- What do you think? Well, I understand in the mountain country, we had a big snow this past week, right during and after Thanksgiving. Think about the avalanches. The avalanche all starts with a pebble that starts spinning. And by the time that avalanche gets to the bottom, it can be all-encompassing. But it doesn't happen without that first pebble starting the movement. You have to be a champion for whatever that cause is, just like Kim said. And you start the avalanche, and you make a difference, not one person at a time, but one person motivates everybody to get involved, and you create this change that we need so desperately. Well, and the other thing is, is, is you can take the big principles. I think that that... That's one of the things, and I've got a story one of these days I'll, I'll share with you on air, about um, PBI's government, uh, PBI's picking winners and losers. If we look at the vision of the Declaration of Independence, Trent, that all men are created equal and that we have these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, then the idea that government would come in and start to pick winners and losers right off the bat is antithetical to the... Uh, American idea. So with this special session here in Colorado, instead of real property tax relief across the board for everyone, Polis and company, these PBIs, they picked winners and losers. Again, dinging everyday people that are trying to keep it together and incentivizing people that are on the quote-unquote lower rungs of the economic ladder. That to improve people's lives is not for government to give them more things. It's for government to get out of the way so that people can pursue their hopes and dreams and uh, without government intervention. We've got a couple of minutes left. Your final thought on all of this, Trent Luce. Well, I've been in the Colorado capital. It's a beautiful place. It's got the history, the heritage of the production that made Colorado such a wonderful resource state that is is now being limited by policymakers who do not want people's lives to flourish. These individual policymakers walk past the most beautiful murals of the cattlemen, the landowners, and the cattle themselves that convert Wyoming from a wilderness into something that improves lives and improves the wilderness itself. And they walk past these history and heritage markers of Colorado's history and then try to enact some policy to prevent them from continuing to do what we've done. This week, we see news coming out of University of Chicago that says the consumption of whole milk and fatty beef and lamb will prevent and help cure cancers. 
and yet we have policymakers in Colorado trying to prevent us from having access to these basic food ingredients that improve the environment and improve human health. we got to get loud and say, you're not going to do this on my dime. And well, that's why we do this show. So, hey, um, just very quickly, the National Western is right around the corner, and we're going to be doing some very exciting things. And so that is uh, right after right after Christmas, beginning of January, right? I'm glad you brought that up because January the 6th at noon, if you're a veteran, come to the National Western. The All-American Beef Battalion is going to feed you the best meal you've ever had and shake your hand and say thank you. And I get to help, yes? No. No? I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to see the look on your face. Unfortunately, I can't see you. But, yeah, you can help, Kim. We'll put you front and center welcoming everybody. Okay, I'm good at I'm a good, good at serving food. So, hey Trent Luce, thanks so much. We will talk to you it's next week. Forty days away too, just for the record. Uh, I can't believe it. So, you have a great day, a great week. Thanks, we will Jim. talk to you next week. And our quote for the end of the show is from Nathaniel Hawthorne. He said, "Every individual has a place to fill in the world, and is so important in some respect, whether he chooses to be so or not." So, my friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, if honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. Young. Like a new moon rising fierce Through the rain and lightning Wandering out into this great unknown And I don't want no one to cry But tell them if I don't survive Views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.